pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football, And we are ready to roll here on what usually is the last day of February, but not this time around. Good afternoon. Welcome in. We have a lot planned for you over these next four hours. And we'll begin telling you that football is here. Yeah. Camps are opening around college football, especially in the SEC. We'll uh, talk about some of them. Uh, in fact, uh, two are already open. A number of uh, other ones will start next week. So we've already seen a couple, as you can tell. How about uh, Alabama? Alabama opens next week. Arkansas, Florida, that's one everyone waiting for. How about uh, Georgia opening later? And Ole Miss, what's Lane got uh, some, some beach time before uh, 319? Anyway, uh, that is the entire list. Texas and Texas A&M starting later as well. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of schools start early in case somebody gets hurt. They have a chance to uh, get them back in, in store. Somebody who never uh, is, is bored with the opening of camp is Andy Staples. He once uh, attended a camp or two. I don't, know, I don't know if he saw the end of the season, but he began the camp. Andy Staples from the Andy Staples Show on On3. Uh, Andy, how long did you last in that camp? Not very long. Uh, human tackling dummies, listen, the, the, the best thing you can do is not get knocked unconscious and have some starter trip over your lifeless body. And I think I succeeded in, in, on that front. Well, you were uh, potentially a great player. Mm, never. Was going to be a great, potentially a great writer. But then I stopped doing that, too. So well, I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I remember the good old days. I could not wait to read the Andy Staples column. And now... Uh, why would you go into talk, to hosting a talk show? It just seems so... There was this guy who used to write the Fire the Coach column for the Birmingham Post-Herald, yeah. and I heard he made a lot of money going into TV, so I figured I'm going to try to follow that path. Oh, Pat McAfee. I knew, I knew, I knew he had done something uh, that I missed. <laughs> uh, Andy, let's get started uh, w- with camps because there, there is so much uh, going on. Uh, but these are cliche questions, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Uh, what are you, what are you, uh, what, treetop, what are you watching for? Jalen DeBoer. I mean, what, what is Alabama going to look like under not Nick Saban? That, that's going to be fascinating. And I like this hire. I know when Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor went in the transfer portal, it was, it was a little bit of panic mode. Obviously, the amount of staff he brought from Washington did not turn out to be what, what they thought it was going to be. So how well does this staff mesh together? But I mean, th- we've wondered for so long, what would Alabama look like? And, and consequently, what would the rest of the SEC look like if Nick Saban wasn't coaching at Alabama? We're about to find out. Yeah, and, and, and I think you were being charitable because uh, his coaching staff today does not look the same no. uh, as it did on, on, on expected to look on day one. But beyond what we see on the field, uh, he gave an interview today uh, with someone that's, and he said he doesn't curse. And I'm like going, is this guy for real? I mean, a football coach in the SEC that doesn't curse? Well, Gus Malzahn didn't curse. Like, did, Gus Malzahn has all these different that. words. I, I visited him at UCF last week, and, and there were some gall derns and gosh dangs. And, oh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't cuss, but he gets mad and uses these kind of euphemisms like cuss words 
when he's mad, which I would have a hard time not laughing. So like Kalen DeBoer, when he's that, I'm curious, is he just so verbally creative that he does not need any sort of quasi cuss words? Can he just wither you with saying, I'm disappointed in you? I, I, I need to know this now because, you know, I've talked to him a few times and he comes off as alarmingly normal for a very good college football coach. And you know, I always, having dealt with a lot of coaches in the SEC, it's like, this guy is enough of a psychopath to succeed. By the way, for, the, for all of you on uh, social media, Andy Staples just called Kalen DeBoer a psychopath. Um, I did not. I said, is he not enough of a I called I, every I, I other I did not hear all that. We've already traded it out. It's too late, Andy. You'll never be able to walk <laughs> that back. Um, I, I don't mean to – I mean, by the way, I wonder if, if Kalen DeBoer is like some, some, of, some people who show up in church on Sunday morning and, and feign religion. Uh, do you think he curses maybe privately? He just doesn't do it publicly? Or do you think he's the real deal? If you're a college football coach, you're going to cuss if you cuss. Okay. Like Will Muschamp. Yeah. Proudly curses. Uses the F word as every part of speech. <laughs> and he's great at it. He was good. So uh, I know I'm getting off script here, but uh, it sounds like an Andy Staples show question. But if you had to rank your top five cursors of all time, uh, would you, where would you start? Well, uh, Muschamp's number one. Okay. For sure. For sure. That's the only, that's the only you know, list he's going to make in term, uh, the coaching world. Hey, hey, fine defensive coordinator. Let's not, let's not besmirch good the good name of Will Muschamp. You're right. But he, he was tremendous at wrapping the F word around pretty much anything that needed to be wrapped around. Uh, you know, I, I try to think of some of the other ones who've just been – I don't think there's anybody on his level. I feel like he's a Hall of Famer and everybody else is kind of Hall of Famer. By the way, uh, Kirby Smart's not bad. Oh, he, he is good. I will tell you that. Those leaked locker room speeches, which I'm sure Kirby – totally disapproves of and doesn't want out there. Uh, they are, they are tremendous. And Kirby, I think has a better sense of, of when to use it and when to throw it in there. Dan Quinn, Washington commanders coach is one of those guys where he just kind of slip it in there kind of where it doesn't even belong just to be throwing it in there. I, I don't know that, that he's necessarily one of the, cause I, I don't know that he's using it strategically enough. Like it's one thing to pepper, like Muschamp may have used the F word a lot, but it always had a reason. There was always a reason for it to be there, whether it was a noun, an adverb, an adjective, or a participle. I was once, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, he's an offensive, I think he's an offensive line coach. He used to work for, uh, he may have worked for Saban at one point, but I was at an Auburn practice one day. He was on, I think he was on Terry Bowden's staff. And this guy, MFing everything. Uh, right as, a, right as the, a group of ministers had walked by, and it was one of the funniest things that, to see this. Uh, the, he was from West Virginia, too. I'll think of his name in a minute. You may come up with it. But, but anyway, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. This is when you could actually walk around the practice. Oh, Rick Trickett. Rick Trickett. Yeah, you were talking yeah. about Rick Trickett? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rick Trickett, ex-Marine, very small guy, yeah. very deep voice. And yes, would get at and, and then the hat. He was a big hat yeah. guy. Like Stacy Searles, who, who's at Georgia, is known for throwing the hat when he is upset. Uh, Trickett was more of a pull the hat off and whip in the general direction of what he's mad at, but also with the F-bombs. But I, I, I mean, he wasn't head coach, but I, I would rank Rick Trickett, now that you've reminded me of who it was, uh, he's definitely a Hall of Famer uh, for an assistant coach. Oh, absolutely. Absol I, 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 
I regret the omission. And uh, he's got sons who've gone into coaching. I, I hope they inherited everything from that. <laughs> let's, let's get to uh, the, the two newcomers to the SEC. Uh, the spring and summer will be a lot of uh, previewing Oklahoma and, and Texas. We, will, we, we don't see them on our screen here. Uh, but they will sit. Oh, there, 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 there are March 11th and then uh, 322. So what about OU in Texas? Starting at Oklahoma, that's the school that people are a little bit concerned about. Yeah, it's interesting. I had a long discussion on my show yesterday about that win total. The, the, all the sports books put out the win total and it's seven and a half, which I felt like is extremely low because like, you look at the history of the University of Oklahoma football program. There's one kind of down period. It's the mid to late 90s, basically, where, uh, you know, Barry Switzer's gone. They had the Schnellenberger time and then the, the, the Blake time. But after that and before that, all they did was win. Like the only other program that's been as consistently good as Ohio State. And so I have a hard time not giving Oklahoma the benefit of the doubt. When I see a seven and a half win total, my instant thought is over, over, over. And you look at their schedule, it's tough. And it's interesting because you talk to the OU folks and they're like, okay, well, that first SEC game is Tennessee at home. Got going to win that one. It's at home. Then it's at Auburn. You're going to beat Auburn. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do not assume that you will walk into Jordan-Hare and win. So a lot to look at with Oklahoma. New coordinators on both sides of the ball. Jackson Arnold ascends as the starting quarterback. Now, he was kind of the, the one who was chosen. He was the five-star recruit. Brent Venables comes in lands him and they were working with him and dylan gabriel last year you had to make the decision do you choose dylan gabriel who has one more year of eligibility or do you go with your five-star guy who has probably a higher ceiling and more eligibility remaining they went with jackson arnold and we will see if they were right now that that alamo bowl you saw him where he flashed some some pretty impressive skills but also committed some pretty bad turnovers like a true freshman might in a bowl game so how much better does he get in Seth Luttrell's offense? What is Seth Luttrell's offense versus Jeff Levy's offense? Those are the questions we need to see answered. Andy, uh, we had a guy on yesterday, a guest who had been in Gainesville and at Spurrier's event the other night and said that he felt based on the vibes. We're now talking about Florida football among vibes you get at Spurrier's restaurant. I was there, so I can I can okay. I can attest well, to any vibes that this well, person might have felt. Let me ask you then, because uh, we'll we'll push Griff off to the side. What what? what oh, what, it was Griff. Oh boy, you you live there. What are you What are you picking up? Because Griff had a very positive vibe about what was to come. As usual, Mike Griffith has misread the situation. Uh, <laughs> the 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 vibes are apathy. Those okay. are the vibes. Okay. It's, it's beyond anger and it's moved to apathy and it's kind of wait and see. And it's interesting because you had this Florida fan base that I said it a lot, but I understood it. I thought they were overly critical at times. I thought they were expected too much at times when they were getting mad over 10 win seasons, getting mad over 11 win seasons. That was probably too much. But I don't have a problem with them being mad over a six-win season followed by a five-win season. Like, they should be mad about that. But I think they've moved past mad into some sort of resignation, which I don't think that's good. If you're Ben Sass, the president of Florida, I don't think you want to see that. And you've been on the job less than a year. 
and you've got this apathetic fan base because when they're mad, at least they still care. Like you need to get them caring again. And Billy Napier is in a in a tough spot because he has to figure out how to get better against the toughest schedule in America. And here's the thing. I've seen people say, well, if it's five and seven, then it, it you might give him another year if they're a little bit better because they're playing tougher. No, if it's five and seven, they're not going to give him another year. It has to be better than that. You can't just keep having losing seasons at the University of Florida. It has to be better. So they better figure it out. And, you know, you look at the way they recruited. They got DJ Lagway, the, the quarterback. But here's the thing. Graham Mertz is the starting quarterback right now. Graham did a good job last year. Uh, they need to, to fix their defense. I'm not sure they've fixed it. They, they lost Prince Lee Emanuel into the transfer portal. You know, they bring back Shamar James. They've, they've got some, some good pieces, but I, what, is their talent net better than it was last year when they went 5-7 and seven against a schedule that isn't as tough? And I don't know if the answer is yes to that. Well, of all the things that we talked about tonight, the thing I'm most pleased is that you set the record straight on Griff. But Griff and I go way back. So he hired me as the ringer on the Knoxville News Sentinel softball team back when I covered Tennessee in the early 2000s. So uh, I, I wrote for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, so I should not have been eligible to play. But they needed somebody else that night. And I think I, think I might have hit a home run. So uh, you're welcome, Griff. And by the way, the, the thing I did not realize, and I should have because of, the, of his uh, boss, but I did not realize that Rick Trickett, who was mentioned earlier, is currently employed at Jacksonville State under Rich Rodriguez. Well, of course, two West Virginia guys yeah. just chopping it up in northern Alabama. Uh, I mean, Rich, Rick, Rick Trickett has, has had a fascinating career, and I, I didn't mean to give him all this attention tonight uh, just because uh, he is a good cursor. Uh, but uh, he is... Uh, I, he, he probably appreciates it, Paul. I, I promise uh, I remember he was at Florida State under Jimbo, and I, I think he took some pride in, in the way he, he motivated the, the young men. I mean, Rick has coached at uh, West Virginia. He has been at Mississippi State, Auburn, LSU, West Virginia again under Rich Rod, Florida State uh, under Bobby and, and Jimbo, and now... I mean, Rick's got to be uh, in his late seventies, doesn't he? I'm just trying to do the math. Listen, here. the man, the man's in great shape. Yeah. He has a he had a push up regimen every day that I'm assuming he's still doing that would kill most twenty year olds. The the guy, not to program your show or anything, Paul, but the guy you need to bring on because now we've opened this can of worms. He was Cole Kublik's position coach. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what happened, huh? Cole's a fine offensive player, <laughs> and doesn't cuss that much on the air, so that's perfect. Yeah, no, he, I, he still figured it out. Yeah, no, Cole was probably out there playing the day that I was uh, roaming uh, the practice field. Uh, Andy, great to have you on, and for no, nothing else, to uh, give Rick Trickett one more shout out before uh, he retires. Uh, Andy Staples from the Andy Staples Show on On Three. We'll take a short break. Your phone calls are right around the corner. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, 
brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hims.com/paul. That's h i m s.com/paul for your personalized ED treatment options. hims.com/paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Yeah, what an amazing game that was. I mean, State came back after losing a big lead, and then it ended right there. This is what it looks like, and Tennessee and Auburn meet later tonight. We'll talk about it a little bit later. That's what uh, the competition looks like, and uh, Kentucky has come back from the dead. Tough loss for Mississippi State. Ole Miss A and M on that NCAA bubble right now. Christy Dosh on the sports business world. The coach, Andy, no, not Andy, Coach Carl Reed. And Ron Slay in the final hour, getting you ready for a busy Wednesday night of college basketball. And your calls, and we begin with Andre. Good afternoon, Andre. Coach Paul Feinbaum. Thank, thanks for taking my call, Coach. Thank you. Listen, uh, Coach, it, it's 77 degrees here in Atlanta. The grass is turning green. We got pollen, the trees are blooming, and people say there's no such thing as global warming, Coach. Listen, we, Coach, we've probably had one and a half weeks of cold weather here in the south, in Atlanta anyway, and that's it, Coach. But uh, look, when are you going to move the show from Charlotte down here to Atlanta, Coach? Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, about six or seven years ago, somebody down there tried to bring us there uh, from the Hall of right. Fame, and it came up. It got out in the it got out in the media, and uh, it, but it never happened though. Well, you know, uh, you can let the the college world know that the College Football Hall of Fame is over in Atlanta. No, no, that, I mean, that's there. where we were going to do the show. <laughs> uh, and by the and by, for the right. record, Andre, I was a hundred percent in favor of it. Well, I mean, Coach, you got plenty of money, so you won't have a problem finding a house down here. Well, it's not a matter of finding a house. It's a matter of finding employment if I make that move. (laughs) But you insist on moving the Paul Feinbaum show to Atlanta. Hey, what what would ESPN say? Okay, Your Honor, what, what you want? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm That's not one. I'm not one of those, uh, you know, favored nation guys where they can do the show from wherever they want. I'm still just a, an hourly employee. I go where they tell me to. <laughs> Would you be willing to Come move, on, Randy? Coach, you, 
Randy will not move. <laughs> well, Randy, we got to cut your random pink slip. That's all. It was nice know. knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> Jamar, are you ready to move? Yeah, Randy. Yeah. Jamari's from uh, yeah. Jamari's from Atlanta, so he wouldn't have a hard time finding. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Can you get me a job? Well, we can get you a job here, Coach. The Firebomb Show just going to move here. Yeah. That's all. Listen, I was listening to the guy yesterday describe Jim. I like Jim personally, but the guy say Jim's an old man, and uh, he wears uh, suspenders and a Boston Red Sox cap. <laughs> You've never met him, Coach? Uh, no. I, not, I have talked to him on the phone a few times, but, right. I, but I've never met him. And I've, I've offered the invitation, too, when I've been in Tuscaloosa privately uh, I, I wasn't going to subject him to i man right. and all the other people but uh <laughs> he's never wanted to meet i wonder well, why I like I, and, and andre i wonder why <laughs> i'm not gonna go there with you i'm not gonna take that bait coach i i won't bite on that but i i like jim but anyway i thought i'd ask you about uh you all moving the fine bomb show here to atlanta what does uh, ESPN think about it, Coach? Uh, here's the deal, Andre. Uh, ESPN does not exactly ask my advice on things. Well, they, they have they a they the have board. a beautiful studio here, and that's this is where they have right. told us to do the show. Hey, do, hey, hey, Andre. I spent most of my my career in Birmingham. Do you think I wanted to move? No, no, you did. Correct. I'm sure you did, but. You know they say money don't talk, it screams, Coach. So, well, hey, thanks for taking my call, Coach Feinbaum. Thank you very much. Daryl is up next in Baton Rouge. Hey, good afternoon. How are you making out, Paul? We are doing great. Good, good. I went and got a haircut today, man. I'm looking fresh and clean. So how long does it take um, you to get a haircut at, at, the, at the shop? Oh, it takes a good while. I, that's the only thing I got left is a, a head of hair, full head of hair. Okay. Hey, I want to um, give you my five top callers in a okay. bracket. If I was making a bracket, just on my own personal opinion. Of course. But before I do, before I do that, if it's all right, I want to talk about Jim and Crazy John from St. Louis. Uh, Jim wasn't going to call back, but it didn't take him long to call and cursing and carrying on yesterday. Oh, man, I, w- I wish you could have heard the uncensored version of Jim. For, for, all, the, for all the talk that Jim, t- uh, all the religious talk that Jim, uh, we hear from him. Uh, you, you, the audience didn't hear it, but we heard it here. Didn't, we heard it, Randy, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Not exactly being uh, his brother's keeper. No. <laughs> And then was it Ray that called in and said he knew him and dropped uh, yeah. an old um, right. Lincoln or whatever? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and said he's real skinny, nursing home people, and Boston Red Sox hat. I wonder why he wears that hat. No Ted, telling, huh? Ted Williams. Oh, there you go. And then John from St. Louis talking about he donates thousands of dollars yeah. to Missouri basketball did i hear him say that yeah i mean that's great that he gives thousands of dollars but that's not exactly where the action is these days well how can he give thousands of dollars if he's a security guard out of prison (laughs) i don't know not unless he was a black ops uh military guy and went in and found a box of money one day in one of these countries they were working in that'd be about it for me 
Daryl, hey, um, yeah, who are your top five, Daryl, before we run out of time? All right, here we go. Number one, legend. Why legend? Well, he's real smart, and he, he, knows, he knows a lot about sports, and he knows a lot about athletes. It's almost unfair. You know, the guy ought to have his own radio show, really. You ought to take him out the bracket because, I mean, he's going to run away with it. Number two, Iron Man. Why Iron Man? Iron Man makes some compelling calls when he's not being a Bama hater. You know, like yesterday, he made a real good call, talking about crazy on the front porch, where he's put crazy out on the front porch. I like that. He's all right. Number three, Squirrel. Why Squirrel? Squirrel calls it like it is. He, he doesn't let, he's an honest caller. He calls it like it is. He's down to business. Number four, Handsome Joe. Why Handsome Joe at number four spot? Handsome Joe's a nice guy. He's kind of like the guy you'd like to have as a neighbor. And he makes some good points when he calls. And he tries to keep everything fair and square. Number five, Larry. Why Larry? Larry is the guy that lives his life the way he wants to live it. You know, he just does what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And uh, when you can understand him when he's not too drunk, he makes a good call. And that's my top five based on my Well, Daryl, thank you very, very much. I think it's interesting that Daryl, who's a big LSU guy, did not mention Dwayne, the biggest LSU fan of them all. We'll take a short break. We have a couple more hours to go. We hope you'll stick around. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We're back. Uh, It's been a busy one so far. Let's get to the calls, and Swamp Dog is up next. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Doggy. Yeah. I, since we're talking about a top five list, I got a top five list I'd like for you to get a comment on. I was watching ESPN this morning, and they had a – it was between Stephen A. Smith and uh, Mad Dog on there. And they had an A-list of the top toughest five sports to play on their show. And uh, I agree with four of them. One of them I don't agree with. Stephen A. agreed with me on that. Uh, you can't, uh, one of them don't include, in, shouldn't be in it. I'd like to get Jim from Tuscaloosa to 
come in and comment about this, and she's an expert on all these sports. Would have been a professional at all of them. Well, I got him. bad news for you. Um, he what? quit the show again. I know he quit, but he'll be back. He always comes. Well, but back. he did. Uh, he did take time out from his hiatus to call in and, and tell me yeah. to uh, to f off yesterday. Yeah, I heard that. He called you a sob too. Yeah, he called I me an sob, that. and then when we bleeped him, he said uh, yeah. f you. Um, I don't well, listen. I, I am. I am part. just a. I'm just a <laughs> simple man. Um, but that just does, yeah. that's just not very uh, brotherly, is it? No, it's not. It is not. But let me ask you about this list real quick. I okay. like to hear your opinion of this. All right, they had uh, the top five hardest sports to play. Okay, this is Mad Dog's list. You started at number five. I'll go with number five first. Football. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Okay. Number four blows my mind. Curling. Yeah. Curling. Mad, Mad Dog's uh, not from this world. Yeah, well, I agree with the top three. Okay, what else did he have? Uh, he had uh, tennis at three, golf at two, and baseball at number one. Uh, I can kind of go with that. I, I, I know how hard those sports are to play. Yeah, let me tell you every sport comment. is uh, different. To me, uh, I mean, golf is a, is a completely different type of sport. The only thing that bugs me about golf is, is it really a sport when you can drink a beer and smoke while you're playing? Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Uh, John is up next. Hey, good afternoon, and uh, I like the opening uh, interview with Andy Staples. Who knew he was? Uh, you were his guiding light for his career path. Yeah, that's that's sad. <laughs> I know. And by the way, Griff only had a positive vibe on Florida because. Billy Napier finally attended the annual Steve Spurrier Awards. Yeah, yeah. John, have you, ever, have you ever heard, uh, and I, I don't have anything against Spurrier. I think everybody knows how I feel about Steve, but, hey, it, I mean, you always think about what are the, what are the premier events in, on the calendar? You know, in, in, in the spring, it's March Madness and the Masters and the Super Bowl. To Griff, it's the Spurrier Awards. And nothing that else. That is like the Oscar, hey. the Grammys, the Tonys. Uh, and the Pulitzers all wrapped into one. In his own mind. Hey, I'm going to discuss the future of the NCAA, get your thoughts. But uh, first, uh, if you don't mind, I have a response to that call from yesterday. Paul, I respect all your callers and realize Jim, much like uh, John from St. Louis, suffers with uh, IED. And I don't mean improvised explosive device, but what I referred to earlier as intermittent explosive disorder you know, that's uh, we have an impulse control uh, disorder and lead to what I would call uh, frequent explosions like temper tantrums and tirades and always out of proportion to whatever the discussion of perceived provocation is. But with Jim's ID episode yesterday and where he called you uh, that lying SOB and who knows what vulgarity uh, was censored out, I think he was both insulting to you and us, the listeners. And I think... Um, we need a minimum level of decorum, and he should, at the very least, apologize or not call anymore. Your thoughts? Yeah, listen, I, I've never cared about apologies, especially when they're from fake people like him. Thanks for the call. D is up next. Uh, good afternoon. Hey, Paul. Hey there, Paul. D. Yes, sir. Hey, I love your show. i got a comment about your bracketology on your callers. Okay. The, the, I mean, the bracket. Uh, is, is, is your dog upset not to be in there? Yeah, my dog always upset when the well, dog. What, uh, what type of what type of dog do you have? He's a lab. Really? Didn't sound like yeah. a lab. 
But anyway, the the comment I got, I don't mean to be derogatory, but the the problem is with your 16 callers is none of them have an IQ above 16. <laughs> well, see, if, what, what if I responded? You can respond. Well, I'm, I'm a reasonable person. Wow. Uh, Hey, listen, I need to think about that one, Dave. We're up against a break, too. We will come back, let the, pit, let the lab uh, bark, and we are back with more right after this. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back, and Dwayne is calling next. Hey, Paul, Paul, you like that jackass man and such a callers, huh? Huh? Why didn't you tell that man something? What, what would you want me to tell him? You should have told him something. You're 16. A man said you're 16 callers from legend at number one. On down to 16, don't have a high Q higher than 16. So, so where, 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 where do you think you rank uh, among the best callers, Dwayne? I'm, I'm the best. I worry about that man from Baton Rouge. That man ain't, that man ain't hitting on nothing, Paul Fire. But that man told you the best five caller. That man from Baton Rouge is a hater. He a hater. He a hater. Dwayne, first of all, he's really, uh, Dwayne, 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 he's a really nice guy. I like him. Uh, what makes you, you a like good him. what what makes you I a good you caller? Like that man. I mean you what, maybe what's the reason you like him? Maybe you're the what's loudest the caller like on the show, but what makes you the best caller? What makes me the best caller? Yeah. Well, I'll tell the facts. I'll let you know what's happening. I'll let you know what's going on. I'll let hey, you know hey, what's uh, Dwayne, going on uh, at uh, Dwayne, uh, you hey, hey, hold on one hey, second. One second, Dwayne. What about the time Don Staley uh, t- uh, took your manhood away? Uh, the chance take nuts, you could take it in time. That's my baby. That red she, thing. She there. literally cut them out that, and and put them in red, a box. And that red thing there, she could do anything. She could do anything. That red thing there, yeah. 
I'll follow to the moon. Yeah, well, she, she, the wouldn't, moon. she wouldn't follow you anywhere. <laughs> How you know? You don't know that. I do. You know don't know that. what that going through that woman's mind. Yeah, I do. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, she got Dwayne. another woman. Dwayne, Dwayne, you don't like men. I'm trying to help you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's up? Talk well, to I mean, me, Bob. I mean, first of all, you you you're not the best caller. I know. Hey, I ain't said I was the best caller. I ain't said I was the best caller. I mean, caller. Do, you, do you think I'm, you're I'm in Jim? From, do you think you're in Jim from Tuscaloosa's league? Yeah, I got Jim B. I know Jim go off on you. No, I, I don't have him B. He cuts you out. <laughs> yeah, he tell you what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got nothing on. I don't do that to you. Hey, I, I, I respect you. I don't, I don't get down like that. But Jim don't give a damn about you, ball fine, but he cuts you out like a dog. Yeah, that man had that mutt in the background. Tell me what kind of dog he had. He had By a the way, that, like that that was no lab. That was a Chihuahua lab. Yeah, you know that. You know damn well what that was. That was a mutt. That was a mutt. Mixed breed mutt. Dad, he should have told you that. Tell me that was a lab. That man lie to you, Paul Feinbaum. Don't believe it. Don't believe that that might. Hey, uh, Dwayne, do you do you have do you have a dog? Huh? Do you have a dog? Yeah, I got a dog. What kind? A Belgium. I got one of Belgium dogs. You got a, a Belgium? Belgium? Shepherd. Yeah. What are you doing with you a know Belgium? How much I paid for my dog? Hey, hey the dump. The, huh? I said, what are you doing with one of those type of dogs? I paid three grand for that dog. Dude, I work with. He breed dogs. Dude, also, he got to breed. He, why he would kill. you? Why would you pay that much money for a dog? Because I like it. Okay. I like I like the dog, and I, and uh, the police got him. <laughs> hey, and I and I hey, and when I bought him, when I bought him, I I, 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 I know a dude worked for the sheriff department that trained police dogs, so I took it on them. I took it to him. It sounds like to me the dog that's a killer dog. Uh, you come around me. You find out. You you mess with me. You find out. You find out. Uh, that, he, he that, that's what I thought. That, I mean, I, I, knew, I knew what kind of dog that, you'd have. Then that then the AK gonna get you. He gonna get you, and the AK gonna get you. Now, which one you want, the dog or the AK? <laughs> okay, okay, Dwayne. Dwayne, you have completely failed at everything you tried to accomplish here today. Uh, Jason is up next. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Tom. First time caller. Uh, glad to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, I would like to tell you that uh, briefly that uh, I started watching you in '89, the the day before the Iron Bowl, Rick Carley sideline show. And, oh yeah. Uh, I've been following you ever since. Well, thank you very much. Uh, uh, the other juicy topic is I am Jim in Tuscaloosa's third cousin, and uh, just uh, you know. Point of fact, I've never met the man, but uh, my daddy grew up in Coker, which is a town right outside of Tuscaloosa, and uh, he's a few years younger than Jim, and uh, he kind of. So, uh, you know, so when Jason, I was younger, because I had a lot Jason, of rage, Jason, how uh, how old is how old is Jim? Uh, he's uh, from what my dad said, and, and my dad passed away a couple years ago. I think he's like seventy three or seventy four. So uh, yeah, and uh, like I say. Uh, I had a lot of rage and anger when I was younger, and uh, which he uses his real name when he talked to me, but he would say, you're going to turn out to be just like Jim. And uh, so, you know, it was a guidepost for me all these years because what he had told me before I even knew about him on your show was that uh, he was pretty talented as a baseball player. And uh, 
and uh, when he was in uh, youth league and junior league, he did pretty good. But then my dad said once he hit puberty that uh, he got all this rage and hate like I much had when I was younger, and he couldn't be a good teammate, and he couldn't take criticism or coaching, and he just fell apart as a as a young talented athlete. So, so Jason, and, would uh, you would you say it would, when Jim told me one time that the Dodgers and the Phillies tried to sign him to go play triple-A uh, ball, that that was probably not true? No, sir, it is not true. Uh, he probably, you know, he probably could have got to that goal if he had put in the work and uh Well, I mean, I think that's true. Yeah, he didn't, though. But, you so know, you're saying he never even played high school ball. No, no I, think, I think he got kicked out for uh, not being a good teammate. Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.